Welcoming Traveler. Get ready to level up in fantasy football. happening everybody another exciting episode of the fantasy football rpg podcast number 52 coming at you uh that's the amount of weeks that there are in a year so that's kind of cool uh but tonight i am sitting down with a few of our good friends we got evan in the house tonight we got eric back with us mike kashuba back in the house as always and we got a friend joining us uh, a newcomer to the rpg podcast uh mr josh Plumber, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Yeah, we uh, you know, got got let know that Eric uh, was talking to you and you wanted to come on. So and we're always happy to have newcomers here on the RPG podcast. So yeah, do you want to take a minute and, and let people know like what you're all about, uh fancy football experience, uh what, what you like to do in your spare time, all that good stuff? Sure, man. Uh yeah, and by by talking with Eric, um, I, I think he means helping me draft the 80% of my team. So I hope I'm in good hands. Oh, but, I'm so uh, no. sorry. Eric helped you. <laughs> oh. Jeez. Yeah. No, I honestly, man, it's, uh, it's uh, my, my experience is uh, pretty mediocre. I'm always a middle of the pack guy. I've been playing on and off for about, you know, 15 years or so. We started doing it for no money in high school. And uh, those are the only times I would win, you know, when, when money is on the line, I, I seem to always screw it somehow, but, yeah, um, I actually got an invite back uh, into the league this year after a, a hiatus last year, um, and uh, we can get into this later when we talk about the the other the other stuff. But um, we had a uh, we had a, a, a guy get the boot from the league for not completing a uh, punishment. So I was a uh, mm. one to one to step in and just be like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll play again. So um, we're a, uh, a we're a full PPR twelve man league. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, we just got rid of kickers last year, I guess. So, nice. yeah. Yeah. What, what was the punishment? Fun. If you don't mind me asking that someone didn't so, do. I, 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 he might see this, so I, I want to, I want to be nice about it, but <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, the viral sensation, which was the 24 hours in a waffle house was the thing. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So it's intense, but. The way that we did it was, I I was like, dude, that is, it's miserable. Can I curse on here, by the way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, okay. I was like, dude, that's. It, I mean, it's absolute dog shit to have to sit in a Waffle House for 24 hours. I'm like, I would, I would be losing my fucking mind. So I said, look, you beat me in the regular season fair and square. Like, why don't I come in there? I'll help you bang out like five, six waffles. We'll hang out. We'll talk some shit. And then the other guys in the league were like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll help do that, too. So really, he was only looking at about maybe a third of the day. So, you know, just mm -hmm. eight hours, you know, throw throw your laptop on the counter, order some order some smothered and covered hash browns and shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it seemed pretty simple, but um, he didn't do it. Uh, then played the following season on a, uh, I guess, probationary period. And we're hoping that he was going to complete it. He did not. And then... Uh, he ended up not completing the punishment by the time the next season's punishment had already taken place and completed. So they get yeah. in the old 
heave ho. It sounds like they gave him a lot of wiggle room there, a lot of leeway. But uh, yeah, man, you got to do your punishments. Our our home league is uh, you have to watch. It's not that like intense, but you have to watch like a like a really bad movie, not like a bad movie where it's so bad it's good, like a bad movie, and then write a. I think we <laughs> increased the word count by five hundred words every year. And now it's up to three thousand word essay on wow. that bad movie for everyone to read. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's a time commitment for sure, but. Uh, I haven't been uh, as bad enough to win that as a punishment quite yet, but Sheesh. we shall see. Uh, but great. Cool. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds that sounds uh, awesome that you were able to get in there, uh, even even through the, the turmoil. Uh, yeah. That guy not doing the punishment. But uh, Eric was also telling me you, you do some music stuff. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I just do like, you know, the cover work mostly out at bars and restaurants, breweries, things like that. So um I, I play pretty regularly through the, throughout the Pinellas uh, County area in Florida, um, Tampa, St. Pete. And um, I'll do some live stream and stuff in the house every once in a while. But um, I'm on the DL a little bit. I got some vocal stuff going on. So I'm trying to treat that and get a little healthier so it can be a little easier to sing and everything. It's an acid reflux issue that ends up like mm. really killing the, the range and the control and everything. But yeah, I mean, we're uh, we took this week off of recording and releasing any music, but well, I think we're going to get back to it next year when I find a big bag of money somewhere. Hopefully, in football. Uh, yeah, there, there you go with your football winnings. I'll okay, throw it into yeah. the the studio funds, but yeah, yeah, just yeah, uh, very cool, man. A couple things out there: Josh Plummer music on Instagram and everything. And sometimes I'll post something mildly offensive and humorous rather than music. So it's a I'm a jack of all trades, you know. Very cool. Well, I'll definitely uh, I'll check your stuff out. Hundred uh, percent. I'm always looking for. For new music stuff, Eric and I like to go back and forth with music because our tastes line up pretty well for the most part. Um, yeah, Eric's got but, great, great, uh, great taste. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, there's <laughs> there's some stuff in there where I'm like, all right, Eric, <laughs> and I think it's reciprocated too. Sometimes I'll send some stuff Eric's way, and he's like, I don't know, <laughs> I, I'm like yeah, a big yeah. metalhead, so like we line up in like some metal genres, but I think I go a little more on to the extremes than, than eric generally does sure and sure. i think eric's dog is on my side of things okay well uh awesome man I, i'm happy to have you We're, we've got some questions that you have sent to us that we will yeah. uh help you answer we we are all here just completely degenerate in our fantasy football like i'm up to 30 leagues uh that wow. i'm like, actively in i think i run most of those as the commissioner That's... so <laughs> i have my work cut out for me for sure um i think we are all kind of gravitating in and around the 20 to 30 number i might i might be off uh on some count for some of these folks, he's got, but he's got the most out of the four of you it's probably me i don't know yeah. do you guys beat 30 any of you does best ball count <laughs> Mm, I don't think now, it counts, right? If best ball doesn't count, then no. If best ball does count, I'm afraid to say my number out loud. So. Yeah, if best ball counts, then it's more than 30. <laughs> yeah. What is what is best ball? So best ball, the computer will set your lineup for you week to week. So all you have to do is draft, which is like the perfect like redraft scenario for me. Like I can keep drafting all summer long. I can draft the players I like. I can adjust to news. So with that, I think I'm in the hundreds, oh, but you can do, you can do no. like you can do like one or two dollar drafts. So like okay. I'm sitting there during a meeting, that's true. 
I, f- I don't feel like listening to what they're talking about. I'll do a little underdog draft, which, hey, use code MikeK1 at sign up, get a $100 deposit. But That is still the <laughs> biggest tragedy of uh, Washington State where I live that we don't have underdog. It is criminal. I, I hate it so Oh, you much. don't? Mm-mm. Washington gambling laws are so jacked up. Like we can sports gamble, but only if we are in one of the like native casinos. Like that's the only, there's like a geo locate basically. Yeah. And when you yeah. are inside of the casino, you can do it. But if you're not, then you can't just, just lame. I, I do have a casino pretty yeah. close to my house. It's just, you know, <laughs> I can't go over there and sports bet because then I'll also, you know, sit down at the blackjack table and lose a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Nasty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but, but awesome. So yeah, we'll get into a little more of, of your questions that you had a little bit later. Uh, yeah, we sure. do have a couple things to talk about though, before we launch into week one of the NFL guys, I know we've been feasting on some college football. That's been real nice to have, but let's go ahead and get into the ad break and we will be back launching into some week one NFL football. NFL football starts in two days on Thursday with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. What a game for that to start out with, by the way. That's going to be awesome. I've been uh, floating out there in the Twitter sphere that I am just, I'm bold taking right now. I did it before the Kelsey news, by the way, which we'll talk about in a second. I'm bold betting right now that the Lions are going to end up winning this game. I have a good oh, feeling. Okay. Uh, I just think they, they have a lot of momentum coming into the season. Uh, the, the Chiefs are looking like they won't have uh, uh, Chris Jones, right? That's yeah. his name, their, their star edge. Um, and yeah, I just I have a good feeling about this Lions team. But speaking on that, I guess we can just get into Travis Kelsey, who hyperextended his knee today, uh, right on the eve of football season kicking off. It's just kind of the worst timing ever. Doesn't sound like they are thinking it's a long-term injury, but week one in doubt and... I guess, I mean, do do we want to get in a, a little bit uh, of your guys' heartbeat on, like, our fear for Kelsey going forward? Is anyone scared that he's going to miss more than one week? Show of hands, Mike? Well, just real quick, I'm going to hit it. Uh, I was following the Twitter doctor. Somebody followed every person that's had a hyperextended knee in their career. Uh, some, it's one week. Most, it's two. Some, it's like a month and a half. So uh, the Chiefs are in no rush to get him back. Like they're, they're thinking Super Bowl bound and everything else. They're not worried about winning week one against the Lions. So I could see them putting him on ice for two or three weeks. So thank goodness we didn't draft running backs in the first round and we drafted Travis Kelsey all summer because, you know, running backs are so injury prone and tight ends are so safe. But here we are. Yeah, the safest tight end, literally the safest tight end that you could bet on uh, yeah. gets injured before – Week one starts. Isn't that classic fantasy football? Ain't that just the way? Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm i kind of on that track too. I don't think they'll rush him back. And I, I have to especially consider the fact that, you know, what have we been saying about Travis Kelsey for years now? It's like, oh, he's he's getting older. He's getting older. How much longer can he keep this up? Like, is this the, is this it? Is this the injury fall off that's, that was bound to happen for Travis Kelsey? I don't know. I guess we'll see uh evan you you look not so into you you think he's gonna bounce back strong 
Oh yeah, I mean he's the best. Couple more years. Fantasy. He's the best tight end in fantasy. He's the only one that gives you that positional advantage, week in and week out. You know, undeniable positional advantage. And you look at week two, and they play the Jags. Um, that's a team that could be fighting them for the end of the year playoff positioning. So it's going to be an important game early in the year. Do they try and rush him back for it? Don't know. But if he's ninety percent, I bet you he's in that game. It is kind of funny to think about that even if he misses like the first three games, he'll probably still be the tight end one in fantasy by a pretty wide margin. <laughs> That's kind of gross. Uh, but okay, we talked enough about Travis Kelsey. Let's talk about another tight end. Uh, George Kittle, injured again. Isn't this kind of uh, the routine now for Mr. George Kittle? Uh, very unfortunate. He also just has a string of injuries uh, behind him at this point. Now he injures his groin, which I think is a new one. I, I don't think I've uh, saw groin injury specifically on him before. So that sucks because it just piles up even more. The laundry list here. Uh, it's unfortunate. It doesn't, that one doesn't seem like it's as serious. I, I don't think that he's in like a lot of danger of I, like, are we thinking he's going to miss week one? I, I guess I missed the, the beat on this. Is that sort of what's being reported? Or is he looking like probable? You guys remember when there was probable? Yeah. yeah. Now now it's looking like a, a strong maybe. Okay. <laughs> so okay. they're, they're, they're going to throw the questionable tag on him. I, I mean, I'm a huge Steelers fan, so I'm going to hope that he misses time. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't want anybody to have to cover him. But uh, you, I mean, you imagine they don't have Kittle or Bosa in that game? I Oh, I can imagine Happy it. Camper. <laughs> yeah, you've been imagining it at night. Yeah. And also TJ yeah. Watts going against a fifth round tackle who has only played four games in his life i feel good week one yeah okay uh, I, I think there's some level for concern here especially since he had a groin strain last year as well oh he did so, okay so that's something to, to remember and, and monitor as well that's right it was a groin strain yeah okay that is that is fair enough uh all right well sucks for the niners as a seahawks fan you love to see it uh, as a guy that has George Kittle in multiple leagues, uh, no. <laughs> uh, but moving on, uh, the the last injury here to talk about is this Cooper Cup news that is incredibly unfortunate uh, for for Cooper Cup owners. Uh, as you know, you had this big ankle in injury, and I think a lot of people were hoping that is it was going to be like a kind of like a you know one and done. He he loses the year, but he comes back strong the next season and. I was kind of always on the path of, I don't know, he's 30 years old, major ankle injury that could stack into other types of injuries. And now we're seeing repetitive hamstrings. And it just, it doesn't look good for the 30-year-old wide receiver, guys. Uh, it's looking like he's going to miss week one, almost certainly. Uh, beyond that, I mean, it's a hamstring. All right, like the, the yeah. likelihood of this uh, just carrying on through the season is high. At his age, uh, so that is that is not good. And again, as a Seahawks fan, great. Their wide receiver one is now Van Jefferson. That's awesome. But as a fantasy football player that has a couple Cooper Cup shares, not good. Uh, so I don't know if you guys are are also in some sort of uh, fear mode with Cooper Cup, if at all. Like if you even had any Cooper Cup at this point. I know we're all pretty keen on uh, not taking these older guys uh, with high draft picks. So I don't think there's a ton of Cooper cups on our teams, but uh, beyond that, I mean, anyone have some, some serious doubts about Cooper cup 
being healthy at all this season? Do we think it's a lost year, Eric? Um, I wouldn't say it's a lost year. Um, I've been a little wary of Cooper Cup and with how high he's been going in drafts and things like that. I wanted him at like a good value. But the Rams are so bereft of talent that at any chance Cooper Cup has to get on the field, he's going to get you fantasy points. I almost see him right now as if there's a panicking Cooper Cup owner who's out there in your league right now, taking maybe a chance to give a low-ball offer and see if they'll give you Cooper Cup. I still think you'll recoup value from him throughout the year for maybe a lower price tag if you can do that. Um, but if I already own Cooper Cup, I am a little nervous about it going forward. What do you What are you thinking is like a value offer for him right now? What would you be satisfied giving up for him? Um if I could try to talk the Cooper Cup owner in, in a dynasty league, if I could talk him into like taking Calvin Ridley and maybe a decent draft pick or something like that, if he's freaking out, something around those. I don't know if they would go that low on it, but if they're worried about his injury history and then they're all sold on Calvin Ridley and maybe getting a little bit of extra in it, could you justify that? Maybe. It's tough, man. I like saying Calvin Ridley, who I am also not like, you know, I'll, I'll admit not being super high on either, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's eking me out. I think I'd almost rather have Calvin Ridley. <laughs> oh, wow. You'd rather have Ridley? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm I not, I, uh, I wouldn't say 100%, but like it's getting there. I think. <laughs> it's I don't know. There. Sounds like a, sounds like a big gamble. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. No, no, no. That's staying out. <laughs> that, that was good. I appreciated that. That is honestly uh, better than any joke I've made on the show ever. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is kind of not odd. A high, not a high but bar for you. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Most of most of these are gonna be jokes. I know I know very little about what I'm doing here. So I'll try oh, that's to fine. pepper in yeah. some humor. <laughs> All good. Oh, we were using some uh, some loaded language there, like dynasty and picks and stuff that I'm yeah. sure are sort of alien to you. Uh, you're not a big dynasty player, I, I figure. No, I have I haven't ever done that. There are some talks about it in the basketball league. I'm more I'm more knowledgeable with basketball just because I know it. I've played it. I grew up with it, so I understand a little bit more about it. But um yeah it's been the dynasty idea and um has been kicked around our league for a while and it keeps getting put on the back burner year after year after year um yeah. same thing with the keeper discussion we keep talking about that it never really fully comes to fruition it always gets outvoted and we end up um i think a lot of it is because you know we have guys that don't complete their punishments and guys like me who are like oh, i'm gonna take a year off you know and just not yeah. worry about it so it's it's hard to kind of do that when the the league is so i guess up and down and inconsistent with who's in it at all times. And it, it grew from 10 to 12, I think about five, six years ago. So we've stayed at 12 for a while, but it's, it's been a different 12, I think for the past four years or so. Yeah, Dynasty is, is definitely more of a commitment. That is, that's for sure. It's year long. Yeah. It's one of those things where you are paying attention to off season news and having to uh, adjust to that. You do the rookie draft every year. So you're constantly like changing your team up. Uh, from what it was the year prior. Um, it's a lot of fun, though. Most of my leagues are dynasty. I think that's the same for all these guys besides Mike and his thousands of best ball leagues that he's in. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend it. does take a little more commitment, though. Um, but, yeah, uh, going, going through those injuries, I mean, there's a couple other injuries here. I know, Evan, you were kind of listing uh, the other injuries of guys that are uh, tagged questionable right now. 
I, I don't know how much of these we want to go through, though, because it sounds like Eric might be doing a injury lowdown show on Friday. Eric? That's the plan. Uh, if you're looking for your injury news, tune in on Friday. I'll do a little short snippet and maybe look for a player or two that you might want to grab if we know they're going to be out. You got a name for this show yet? Uh, I haven't even gotten that far yet. I try to think of something I've been on the spot. Ouchies with Eric Watts. <laughs> I, think, I think we should go with not a Dr. Watts. Ooh, that's pretty Ooh, good. Not a Dr. Watts. Oh, man. I like that. Qu okay. Questionable takes with Eric. Went from hot takes to questionable takes. Disagree. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, look, look forward to that, guys. That'll be dropping. Uh, and Eric will give you all the news updates about the injuries going into the weekend. Um, but besides that, I mean, any other news you guys want to hit before we get into these, uh, appropriately named, uh, Josh questions. <laughs> I have one, no, I, mean, I have one pre question, Mike? I guess. Oh, asking, oh, asking for a friend, totally, totally unrelated. Um, what are we, how are we feeling about Jerry Judy's hammy? Ooh, it's, uh, looking, I didn't feel good about it. <laughs> it's looking like he's going to miss at least week one, probably yeah. week two. Maybe week three. I uh, just something about Possibly soft week tissue four. injuries. Could yeah. be week five. Something about soft Maybe tissue injuries six. in the preseason. Not not my vibe. He'll have a really strong December once your fantasy teams are 0-12. So yeah. that'll be good. <laughs> All right, I'll make sure to let my friend who drafted him know. Yeah. He'll he'll drop him in a couple of weeks, and then you can scoop him up once he starts doing good. Perfect. Yeah. Because <laughs> that wasn't you, Josh, that drafted him. No, absolutely not. Couldn't have been. I would never have done something so silly. No way. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, it, I, I double what Mike said. Uh, it might be a while. And then, I mean, yeah. Hammy, before the season started, could always flare up again. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. very glad to not have a lot of Jerry Judy in my life. But, yeah. Um, okay. Let's, that was a pre-question. Let's get into the post-question. No, just the, just the question. Uh <laughs> So, Josh, you come to us uh, with with your hat in hand as a, a Bucks fan, uh, which yes. um, my my condolences. Uh, yeah, double double my condolences because they are not starting the better QB in Kyle Trask. I am so sorry for that. Yeah, that's a ugh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, given your your Bucks fandom, uh, you wanted to know our thoughts uh, fantasy wise on these Bucks players. Um, we are the Kyle Trask fan cast, uh, mostly a joke, but also kind of, uh, we have a mug about him on our merch store. So, uh, we got that going for us, but, uh, you know, besides our, our Lord and savior, Kyle Trask, um, I, for one, I'll go first. I like Chris Godwin in fantasy. Uh, I think he will be a guy, especially because the price is built in with him, um, being on the bucks. You can get him relatively cheap. And uh, with Mike Evans being kind of on the older side and sustaining injuries himself, I think Chris Godwin could be in line for some serious work, uh, especially garbage time points. And I, I, I like him as that uh, wide receiver three kind of guy, if you can grab him there. Um, and I know I know Mike has some uh, some love for the starting running back for the Bucks. If you want to talk to him, Mike. Yeah, so. I think that there's a secret to fantasy football that shouldn't really be a secret. Like the RB ones are all normally in really good offenses. You're talking about like guys that are, they're either rushing for a bunch of touchdowns or catching a lot of passes. Like those are guys that are getting volume and stats. 
the RB like 13 to 28 range is either guys on good offenses not getting that much volume or guys on really, really bad offenses that are just getting all of the touches. Think like Damian Pierce last year. That's what Rashad White's going to be this year. And he's currently going outside the top 24 running backs in ADP. So I think he's a steal wherever you can get him. And being a Bucks homer, like it's probably a good guy to have on your roster. We'll go into that a little bit later. But I like him. And I actually, I really like his backup too. He was one of my favorite running backs coming into the draft. And he only fell because of medicals. I'm talking about Sean Tucker and his heart problem. Heart problem's cleared. So uh, if Rashad White goes down, Sean Tucker is a more than capable human being right there. So I'm really excited. I will double that. I, I also, and I, I think even Evan was a Sean Tucker uh, fan uh, pre-draft before all the injury news came out about his heart issue. Uh, he seems to be like a very explosive athlete. Uh, and the fact that he was an undrafted free agent and then just shot up the depth chart to the number two running back is pretty encouraging. Could be kind of a sneaky, like thunder lightning. I don't know if it's thunder lightning because they're both, you know, not, they're not like one big, one small kind of guys, but it could be like a nice little one-two punch uh, for the Bucks. I'm just afraid of the running game in general for the Bucks. That that is my overall hesitation because I don't think they're going to be a good offense, so I don't think they're going to score a lot of points. Sorry to say, uh, but you know, fancy football, you're trying to get points, uh, fantasy points, not touchdowns. And so if they do pepper uh, Rashad White with targets, if if Sean Tucker can uh, power a couple through to uh, the end zone, then you know, you basically got, you know, White for for pretty cheap, and you got you got Sean Tucker for free. Like he's he's like a last round kind of guy that you can just kind of lotto ticket. Uh, so yeah, a- anyone else you guys can think of that you like here, Eric? So this is kind of a dislike, like, but um, I I do like Kyle. I know we joke about it, but I do like Kyle Trask. So Baker's obviously going to start off the season, right? So he'll play, I think the Bucks will middle around a little bit. I think you're going to see them be have a losing record, but they're not going to be like Arizona Cardinals, Rams bad. Um, but at some point towards midway through the season, I think they're going to realize they have no shot, that this is not the year and they need to talent evaluate. And so they're going to put Baker on the sideline and they're going to say, we're going to see what we have on Kyle Trask. We need to decide whether Kyle Trask is a guy going forward or – if Kyle Trask is somewhere we're going to have to replace and look in this next draft, to have to draft somebody. So I think somewhere around week seven, week eight, you might start to get that Kyle Trask vibes. And I believe that Mike has a comment on that as well. I love the call out of a week eight. So November 5th, you can book your calendar right now. The Buccaneers play the Texans. If the Buccaneers do not beat the Texans that game, Kyle Trask is starting November 12th against the Titans. Like that yeah. is a must win game for Baker Mayfield. That's a good call. I like so. that. Is there any chance he gets pulled before that, you guys think? Ooh, that's um, a good question. If they start absolute booty cheeks and, like, don't win any games through the first five or six weeks, he's going to be playing so bad that they're just going to be like, screw it, season's over, just throw Kyle Trask in. But yeah. I don't think they will be that, that bad right off the start. See, I, I'm conflicted on that because I, I hear what you're saying. That's logical and all, but – you know, they might also just say, let's stick with Baker and let's go get, you know, a top three pick next year and go get Caleb or Drake May. Um, and if you put Trask in, you're going to win every game after that. And they won't get a top three draft pick and they won't get Caleb Williams or Drake May. Uh, no, but I, I do. I hear what you're saying. Joking aside, uh, that 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 is likely. I, I think if they start out really badly, they'll just see what Kyle Trask has. 
I also, you know, no uh, wishing this or anything like that. I, I would never wish an injury, but Baker Mayfield has been known to put his body on the line for plays. And if he gets injured, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Kyle Trask, like it or not. Uh, so he is a guy that, you know, if you're playing in, sorry to bring it back to Dynasty, but for, for us fellows in Dynasty Leagues, if you have a taxi squad that allows for like year one and year two players, I have, a, I have you know, some Kyle Trask sitting on my taxi squad still just kind of ripening. Um, and I think that could de- definitely be something you see later. Real quick, Corey, I kind of disagree with where you're going with that because I think this season goes one of two ways. Either Baker is surprisingly good and the Bucks somehow are towards the top of the division and Baker keeps the job, or like we all think they're not good, and then they have to decide whether they have to draft the quarterback next year, which then you want to see if Trask is that guy or not. I, I do you want to throw one good. thing out there real quick. Sorry to just interrupt, but what if Baker's this year's Geno? Like I say that that November 5th game is a must-win game, but like He's tied to great weapons. He has succeeded in the past. The Browns have won one playoff game since Y2K, and Baker was the starting quarterback for that. Like, there's a chance. There is, and I think that's why there's only two ways the seasons can go, which is Baker's good and he keeps it the whole year, or Baker's not good and the Bucks are bad and they have to see what they have in Trask. Evan, did you have something? The main difference right now that you have to remember is the Seahawks offensive line and running game is exponentially better than the Bucks offensive line and running game will be. He's not going to be Gino. It's not happening. Sorry. What do you want? You want to water bet something? What do you want? What do you want to water bet? Let's Baker go. Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield plays more than 14 games this season. Ooh, Evan, take that. Mm, take that oh, action. Come on, Evan. I would take that. We need to get up some water bets on the board too. So over is, over is fourteen, this... so he has to play fifteen or more. Yeah, we'll put the line fourteen and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'll Ooh. put the under on fourteen and a half. Deal. Put it on the board. Handshake. Put it on the board, baby. What is a water right. bet for for my my newbie ass in here? So water bet, I think, is something that originated on the fancy footballers. Or I, I don't know if it originated there, but it's where I heard about it, and I think where most of these guys heard about it. Uh, fancy footballers podcast. Uh, it basically is just a bet that we make. It's usually like you know season long, or I guess it could be like week to week. But basically, whoever uh, wins the water bet, we haven't actually like proceeded through what that means for us but it has something to do with water and the winner i think gets to decide what the loser does in terms of either getting a bucket of water dumped on their head or having to chug uh, enough water to kill them or i'm not no, i'm not really sure it's the water decided, bet sponsored by liquid death <laughs> right right we decided losers taking a shot on the next sloppy cast oh yeah so, I forgot that, about that. so that's a spicy water bet is what that is that's spicy yeah. water <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was for our hot right? takes episode. Yeah. Oh, and for uh, anybody out there who's listening, if you want to follow all the water bets that we make throughout the year, go follow the Fantasy Football RPG Pod water bets on the Twitter X thing. I'm almost thinking we have to rebrand that now because if it's we take shots, then it's not it's not really a water bet. There's water in it. <laughs> There's water in it. <laughs> I guess that's true. So, okay. As an outsider who will be watching this bet. Now, uh, are we talking 14 and a half overall games? Or are we talking if he gets injured, that's out the window, or if he gets pulled, that's out the window? Is it 14, 14 and a half, no matter what? So, 
We didn't cover this. Normally we do injury protections. So Evan, okay. I, I would hope you extend the courtesy that if he gets hurt, it doesn't I count. Know. It goes away. Don't do it, Evan. You got him over a barrel. Don't do it. Don't do it. it. <laughs> but all right, Mike, I, I'm assuming you'll be gracious in the future to me here as well. Yeah, no, I got, I'll owe you one. But no, so it's how- it's 14 and a half. If he plays 15, I win the bet. If he plays 14, Evan wins the bet. If he plays less than that, Evan also wins the bet. So there's really not a lot of outcomes where I'm winning this, this but this is a this is how you get like good trading or betting partners though, is you're you're very yeah. gracious with, with your selections. You don't hold yeah. people over a barrel. It's about um, building relationships. Totally. Yeah. And making you uh you know drink too much until you throw up or whatever. Uh <laughs> yeah, cheers. Uh, I'm actually not drinking tonight. I got a I got a yerba mate, which is like a caffeinated tea. That's what I'm drinking. I need it. I'm tired. Uh, okay, let's <laughs> let's keep moving through this. Uh, that was all the standout players I think we we see from the Bucks. Um, I know that they have some other wide receivers, a couple of rookies, but I just I don't know if they're really worth talking about for a fantasy football perspective. Unless Eric, you have a sneaky one. No, uh, just really quick. I just want to comment that none of us brought up Mike Evans, and I think that's kind of wild. I I mean, yeah, it's just weird, man. He, he'll probably have a thousand yards again, right? But he's already like pre-injured. Not sure if it's a real injury or just like a contract injury. Um, and he's also getting up there in age, and he has had injuries in the past, like specifically soft inch, uh, soft tissue ones. So it's tough. Um, will he keep up the streak? I mean, he he has thus far. Uh, I just I couldn't bet on it personally. Josh, do you think he keeps up the thousand yard streak? I don't know, man. I from what I've been seeing, and this is just. I only really know a, a you know a surface level uh, of, of it, but um, it seems like it is going to be a contract thing. Um, and there, I, I I saw a letter I think from his agent to I think the fans. They were explaining that you know they they're working hard to find something that's fair. You know, Mike's intentions were to come here to win a Super Bowl, to be you know essentially to be to be a Ring of Honor guy for this team. And uh, they did not come back with a long-term and I think, I guess, a market value uh, deal for him. So uh, given his history and what he's done for the team, you know, I personally, I don't have a problem with him. It, believe me, there's been way worse guys on this team in the last, you know, however long, 10 years since he's been here. Um, and he, he's been a pretty, pretty regular, uh, you know, a staple in this offense. And I, I think that, a holdout on him is is only you know elongating the suffering. I think you got to reward loyalty, and I, I mean we don't have a lot of it anymore, but I think that's just part of it. Does it almost seem like uh, uh, if they give Evans like a longer term contract, that that almost looks like a belief in Baker to me? Of like it, that's, you want to yeah. keep an older veteran guy around for Baker Mayfield. I think the holdout does definitely ties to that because obviously there's not ever going to be an issue with Brady finding a weapon like that. But um, I think there are some concerns as to how he will be able to, you know, I guess keep his frustrations to a minimum uh, this year. He might not get the ball. You know, he he, he might not. I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of things to say about Baker Mayfield um, and. I don't think a lot of them in Bucks fans' eyes are positive, 
But one of the things that is positive is his ability to kind of shake things up and run around a little bit. And I don't know if that's where Mike Evans is the best version of himself. I don't know. Well, I think it's also super important to remember for Mike Evans inside himself, if he gets a 10,000-yard season, he's going to tie Randy Moss for the second most 1,000-yard seasons. Wow. Yeah. That, that is significant. Uh, I, you know, I have to imagine he, he desperately wants that accolade. Uh, so we, we shall see. I, I did see, I think it was yesterday, some sort of sleeper update, I think, where it was like a, a deal looks like it is basically done uh, okay. between Evans and the Bucks uh, that they're both happy with. Uh, again, you know, kind of an unverified source, but uh, we'll, we'll see what, what happens with him. I am expecting him to get at least you know, another year or two with them, but we shall see. Uh, okay, well, let's go ahead and, and keep trucking here. Uh, we have another question here. Josh was wondering about household names to avoid. Um, I can definitely think of a couple here, uh, but I want to know if you guys have any off the top of your head. Uh, I, you know, right off the top of mine, OBJ, I feel like is a household enough name where a lot of people that don't like necessarily watch a lot of football, don't really like pay attention to the news and stuff. They see Odell Beckham Jr. and go, "Oh yeah, that was a guy." Um, don't draft him. Uh, he's he's not. Don't do it. He's he's older now. He has destroyed both of his knees, and he is on a notoriously low passing volume offense. Don't don't get trapped. Uh, avoid OBJ uh, unless you are you know, trading him for literally nothing. If you just want to like acquire a guy because you're desperate and you don't have to give like anything in return. Sure. If someone drops him and he's on the waiver and you really just have a completely empty spot. Okay. I, I think there's other guys out there maybe that you could pick up over him, but besides that, don't do it. <laughs> Any, anyone else have one? So I'm, I'm going to go and make Eric upset here and say DJ Moore. Oh. <gasps> Eric has left the building. <laughs> DJ Moore will not be a top 20 wide receiver this year. Ooh, that's pretty bold. I wish you had done that on the bull take uh, episode that we had. That's, that's that's spicy. Eric, hit him with a water bet. Fields, Fields passing volume is not high enough, nor is he efficient enough of a passer. Real, real quick, do you eat soup if you don't have a spoon? Yeah, I mean, if it's chicken noodle, you can at least use a fork oh, and get the noodles. My, you're not going to eat soup if you don't. You're <laughs> not going to eat soup if you don't. You're not going to eat soup if you don't have a spoon. You're not going to pass the ball a lot if you don't have DJ Moore. Of course, Wrong. the passing volume is low. Wrong. You can slurp. You can always slurp a soup. All right. Or, uh, never mind then. I, like, do, do you not take a bowl and just like tilt it? I do at the mouth? end, but <laughs> a better I question would is rather, if you, if I'd you rather have DJ mouth. Moore scoop it into my mouth for me. Phrasing. <laughs> Um, yeah, everyone would take top, that top 25 wide receiver PPR this year. I literally just said he won't be a top 20, Eric. So, I know. Top, 20 top 25, so give me top 25. And, and, and I'm saying top 20, top 22. No, top 20, 21, 20. Eric. <laughs> Eric's just trying to get a nickel or dime here. This is how this is how Eric deals with trades in fantasy football. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely. 20 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Fine. It's like, Fine. Uh, no, sorry, Eric. This, this trade half, isn't close even a little bit. Uh, I'll throw in Hassan Haskins. 
Don't make me no, pull Eric. up a comment from what's his face who said Eric you, that said Eric, you have the most fair trades I've ever dealt with. I was like, thank you. I need to tell everybody. Um, I'm gonna put that on top twenty. Injury yep. injury clause though, if he's injured, yeah, of course. Yeah, if he's if he's injured, it doesn't count. Was that from your burner account, Eric, that said that about you? Correct. <laughs> Little Kevin Durant right. over here. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We are just uh, we're getting in the uh, uh, the pool. We're taking a dip in the water bets here, guys. It is so firing off right now. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. A- anyone? I mean, that was fiery. Anyone else have a, a household name to avoid, Mike? I've got one, but it's less cool now. Oh, I, I have two, and they're very very fun. Uh, one is Patrick Mahomes. Right now, where he's going mm-hmm. in redraft leagues. What in the Kentucky Fried Frick are we doing, people? Like, we're taking Patrick Mahomes as the number 12 player in one quarterback leagues. He's not going to finish as the number one quarterback this year. He's probably going to finish in the three to four range, which is amazing. Like, he's safe. He's comfortable. He's a warm blanket at quarterback. But, like, you can get Justin Fields or, you know, Justin Herbert, the Justins that I love, way later. And Big Justin fan. Just the opportunity cost for what you're giving up for him in a redraft league right now, it's yeah. it's not what you need. So I would avoid Patrick Mahomes purely because of cost, not because of talent. Uh, I would avoid Debo Samuel for a lot of reasons. He only had two usable weeks last year. And for some reason, after a wide receiver 41 finish, and now he has a hurt quarterback, he's going as the wide receiver 19. Don't Above. draft Debo Samuel. Above the better wide receiver on his team, by the way, with Brandon Ayuk finishes a wide receiver 15. He had yeah. like 10 usable weeks, Makes and he's no going sense. 20 slots lower. So, Josh, if you if you have Debo on your team, I'm sorry, but we're, we're going to give you sweet. I dodged I dodged Debo, but I did have uh, I don't know if Eric filled you guys in or not, but we had a last minute shakeup in the draft time, and I was out in Montana over the weekend, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> I had Ayuk queued up. In case um, the, uh, the the service went out, and I think I just missed them, and it, mm. things like when I when I got service back, I well we'll get into it later, but I, I what, had a couple yeah, what of is that? I that? Wasn't really I, guess happy we'll, about. I guess we'll talk about it later, but like, what kind of clown show just reschedules the draft and doesn't get unanimous approval? So it wasn't necessarily like a full on reschedule. Like, whoops! Okay. It was um, it it. Most of most of us are kind of you know we're we're loosey goosey about it. I was okay with it because I'm like all right I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not I'm sorry <laughs> yeah this is this can't go anywhere oh my god no I love you Kamish um it, it's just one of those things that you know uh, we're all busy guys a lot of busy lives and um I I, okay. I had it was a half hour shift and that half hour on Labor Day might not mean anything to a lot of people that are just kind of fucking off and drinking by the pool or whatever or waiting to do waiting to finish the draft to do so um i was out of town so i um yeah i woke up to to that news and i was like oh shit we're traveling back from big sky to head to bozeman to get to the airport and there's a long stretch on that drive maybe like 25 30 minutes where there's no signal so i was like please god i'm hoping that all these people are like very unsure of what they're gonna pick and they're just gonna run the clock out the whole time and i I ended up I ended up losing two, two or uh, I think three picks to auto pick, which I, I queued up some people. Some were there, some were not. But I ended up, um, you know, I 
they auto drafted Jonathan Taylor for me, which I'm not stoked about because uh, I don't know what's going on with that. But um, uh, yeah, that was the auto pick. And then the one that I did have queued up that I did end up getting was Kirk Cousins later on. So I was happy about that. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things. I, I, I had the I got the first five. I felt OK about it. And then it, everything just went out. And I was like, oh, no. This is not. Yeah, good. that's that's a bummer. Uh, I also just experienced through. I honestly no fault of my own. Sleeper just completely bugged out on me during a redraft that Mike and I were doing uh, over the weekend, and I autoed my first two picks, which was a big bummer because I got Cooper Cup and Patrick Mahomes, who oh, I no. would not have drafted, <laughs> and just fell to me because they were the top of the auto list. And literally every time I opened up Sleeper, uh, it would just freeze, and I couldn't make a pick. Uh, and so I managed to get it open on my computer and it was still really laggy, but I managed to set a queue, uh, for the rest of the draft and, uh, it still didn't work great, but you know, it, yeah, it was just, it was a mess. I think it had something to do with the fact it was like 16 teams maybe. And the sleeper update, uh, the big update they had has just been kind of tragic ever since it came out, but I definitely, I feel you with the auto picks. They're a bummer, especially when it's like the higher draft picks um but you know it's a it's season-long fantasy man you'll you'll have a chance to recover it uh there's there's going to be those waiver wire guys that come out of nowhere and if you are keen enough you can pick them up and, and save your team yeah um maybe we can talk a little bit about some of those guys uh by talking about maybe we just each go with one sleeper that we all like here to answer josh's question about who our favorite sleepers are and we can just kind of go through it pretty quick um, but I'll just go in order that I see you guys. Eric, do you want to go first? Absolutely. Uh, I'm not going to dig too much into the the one to avoid, but I really just wanted to say it. Uh, don't take Aaron Rodgers. Anyway, so cutting that out. For, for my, <laughs> don't cut it out because it's correct. Um, so he's booty cheeks, Josh. You don't want him. He's disgusting. Oh my goodness gracious! Squirrel off to ayahuasca, wherever he's from. Um, okay, get to the get to the sleeper. That's yeah. not a place. That's not a place. Yeah. We've talked about this before. <laughs> My sleeper for redraft this year would be um, Nico Collins with the Texans. I like what I saw so far in the preseason. I liked him last year. I'm glad that they have a quarterback that I think could be pretty good at throwing the football. And I'm, he's going very late in drafts. And I think Nico Collins could be a guy that you could get late that I'm not saying he's going to go out and win your fantasy league for you, but could he be a, okay flex play or a fill-in where you need to here and there i like his upside okay uh evan what about you yeah so i'm gonna go with uh devon a chain why because he's just so explosive and he's broken and bad <laughs> and what does that offense love is an explosive running back mostert never stays healthy jeff wilson already hurt a chain Already hurt as well, but he needs to touch the ball three times in a game and he could have 180 yards. Yeah, at least the injuries aren't stacking like with Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson was my sleeper pick until he now has hand and abdomen and I think his butt hurts. So not good, all three of those. Uh, what, what, about you? what about you? What about you? How do I mute you? Uh, what about you, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we hit on earlier, like uh, the household name in Baltimore right now is o Odell Beckham. And then everybody's real hot and bothered about Zay Flowers, the rookie. Uh, Rashad Bateman was good at football when he was on the field. And he's a year three receiver 
on an offense that is increasing their passing volume and he's going outside the top 50 wide receivers on ESPN right now. I, I looked it up before we hopped on here and Josh, this is a suggestion directly to your team. Like if there's a guy you can throw on IR, if there's a way you can make a roster spot, like go grab you some Rashad Bateman, wait two weeks and just see how those wide receivers shake out because there's a very good chance that he's the number one or number two option there after Mark Andrews. And if Lamar Jackson, you know, he's passed for 3,200 yards before, let's say he passes for 4,000 yards or 3,500 or 3,600. Let me get that wide receiver. See what, see what happens. Rashad Bateman season. I got a guy in a similar vein, Mike. I, I think that uh, there's a guy on a team where the number one target leader will most likely be a tight end, a guy that they recently acquired uh, in Darren Waller on the Giants. And I think the wide receiver uh, right behind him in terms of target leader uh, and target share, I like Isaiah Hodgins. And this is a guy that you can basically get for free. Uh, he is either undrafted or the very last round. And I, I think he showed a lot in those last couple of games at the end of the season last year. And I think he will be a consistent targeted guy in this offense, a guy that you can be happy to flex. Uh, so Isaiah Hodgins would be my guy there. Josh, I think you have him on your team, correct? Uh, yeah, it's funny. Funny, it's funny nice. how some of these sleepers line up. <laughs> okay, yeah, great. I, yeah, happy to hear that. I, yeah, I have a I have a few that I've followed uh Eric almost directly on because I am horrible uh with just I guess those uh those late draft guys, the the, the sleepers, the stinker rounds or whatever you want to call it. But it mm. I'm I'm pretty close to batting uh zero with a lot of those guys towards the end who I think like, yeah, that'll work out and it it doesn't really. So I take well, a lot of big swings and then and sometimes mo- 90% of the time it's a big mess. Well, well, you're doing that right. Cause let me tell you, I mean, I don't think there's I don't think there's stinker rounds. I think those are the league winning rounds. I really do. Those last four rounds or so, that's where if you find a guy and you hit on it, you can win your league that way. Uh yeah. so those are those are guys that are worth looking into. But it does take like you know, like you said, it takes the uh, amount of research to look into the guys that aren't as popular and you kind of need to uh stat dive and and all that stuff, but uh yeah yeah i i, I definitely feel you um well, he's just, uh, building up to talk about isaiah pacheco again i love some isaiah pacheco yeah much to, much to mike's chagrin i i just i love some isaiah pacheco mostly because yeah. i took a just complete flyer on him in the fifth round of all my rookie drafts and he ended up being usable and if you're usable and i got you in the fifth round you're my new best friend to the people at home, if you love 16 carries for 47 yards mm. and no touchdowns and, and, no and a touchdown and a touchdown, <laughs> sometimes he'll get a touchdown. Pacheco's all the time, all the time he'll get a touchdown. Okay, uh, I, I, I do want to say though, real quick, that I thought something really smart that Josh did is he got stuck with that Jonathan Taylor auto draft, but looking at his team, he did pick up Evan Hall, which yeah. could well, be. A really nice value if Jonathan Taylor's out for any period of time or gets traded. That's a good way to back up a pick you're not sore about. It it could be, but it's also kind of nasty because, like, is it going to be Evan Hull or is it going to be Zach Moss or is it going to be my my Lord and Savior, uh, uh, Jackson, Deion Jackson, who uh, I picked up in a lot of (laughs) uh, waiver wires last year and had a game, and I was like, thank you for that one game my sweet prince it's true and uh, we're not sure but it's a good way to try to ensure you uh get yes. back on that jonathan Taylor. at least taking one of those guys with the chance that he does mm-hmm. take over uh yeah i i see that for sure uh okay well we're getting up on time here so 
Uh, I want to go through at least one or two more of these questions that you have. Uh, maybe we can each do our favorite draft position real quick in a 12-man PPR. Just go around the horn. Uh, I really like the turn. I like 11-12 uh, this, this season. It feels good. I, I like the 12 because I like just double shotting, just wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back. It feels like it sends the rest of the league into a little bit of a panic whenever that happens. So I just I like to cause chaos. Uh, what about you, Eric? Um, if I'm doing dynasty, like super flex, like we normally play in. No, uh, we're talking redraft. Oh, redraft. Okay, so if we're doing redraft, I want the end of the turn. I want 11 or 12. I like the value yeah. of what I can get yeah. at the turn there. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay, yep, Evan? I think I typically like right now in redraft 3-4. It feels pretty, pretty solid to be able to go get that guy, to be able to build the team around, not have to worry about it. Be able to solidify a player at a position and kind of allow me to attack the other one. I, I liked uh, uh, Mike getting that uh, number two overall, taking Tyree Kill in our redraft. That was pretty spicy. I, I, I like to see that. Uh, what about you, Mike? Is it two? Do you like two? No. So, so I like taking the uh, the ten or the three because at the three, you're able to take one of those top tier players, whether it's you know, Chase, Jefferson, and I, I throw Hill in there because Hill with Tua was on pace with Jefferson. Uh, or at the 10 mark, you're able to get him, and then you're able to look at the two teams that are between you in the in the turn and be able to say, like, oh, they already picked a quarterback. They're not picking another one. I can wait. Where if you're in the, like, 6-7 range, you're just like, oh, God, like, what's going to happen here? You don't need to galaxy brand it. You just need to, like, real quick, like, check two teams. What do they have already? Cool. So just my two cents. Um, well, another one that I think we can do quickly, uh, best insider to follow, you're doing it, it's us. So, easy peasy. No, I, <laughs> uh, we are obviously not <laughs> professionals by any means, but, um, you know, actually go to, uh, if you want to check out Mike, if you're on Twitter at all, Mike's Twitter, uh, Mike knows a lot of good names and he follows and uh, quote tweets a lot of, not tweets, sorry, quote X's, quote posts, I don't even know anymore. Uh, yeah, what are we really, doing with that now? <laughs> I don't, what are we doing? What are we doing? That's a great question. Uh, as a species, what are we doing? Can we make the next hour? <laughs> no. We, uh, so yeah, Mike Mike also, yeah, like I said, has a lot of uh, good guys that he tweets out and follows. Uh, cool. I try to keep that up too. I don't do as much of the Exxon. Um, but also, you know, uh, there's a really great account. And this is, I'm sorry if I'm like giving away a, a secret, but I don't think it's as much of a secret these days. The uh, 32 beat writers Twitter account uh, is very solid. And it's basically okay. just beat reporters from every single team that uh, this account like tweets out. And so you're constantly getting like insider news about all these different players that are like, the sources are very close to the teams. Um, so I, I really like to use that as a resource personally. Uh, okay. I think it's a great account to follow and shout out to those guys. I mean, I think they do their own podcast. Uh, so might be worth checking that out as well. Um, and then, yeah, do we want to do, I think we have time for maybe best punishment. <laughs> we don't really do a lot of those, uh, but I think Mike has a home league where he has a pretty good punishment. I guess I gave mine also in my home league of having to watch a bad movie. This year, the bad movie was, uh, I forgot the name, but it was the Sean Payton uh, uh, oh movie God. with Kevin Smith. Uh, or Kevin James, rather. Yeah, it, and someone had to write like a 2,500-word essay on it. That's it's brutal. really good. Uh, but yeah, Mike, do you, do you have one from your home league? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the home league, we did the Waffle House Challenge last year, which is just such a okay. classic. Yeah. Little brother lost it. So shout out, Jay. Sorry to the homie. Uh, but something that I saw this morning that I thought was absolutely hilarious is the last place team has to caddy for the first place team and play or pay for their round of golf. I think Eric sent that to me. So funny. Such a good idea. Just what, like if we're in a league that we have the ability to do that, we should do that. Cause I'm trying to get Corey to caddy for me. I, hey, I'd be a better caddy than a golf player because I have never golfed. You can hold beers and hold clubs. So that's a win. Per, that sounds like something I can do, man. Yeah. I've, I've held a beer before you, you might not get them back full. You might get like yeah. a empty right. beer bottle back, but so if Corey lost the league, would his punishment be he has to golf? Oh. Ooh, even worse. <laughs> don't, don't do that. I saw <laughs> one where you had to try to enter the U.S. Open. That one was great. <laughs> I've seen that one. The guy shoots like a 135. Just absolute disaster. These guys yeah. are out there shooting 68. Yeah. It's like that a 140. Josh, what's the best punishment you've ever seen, or is it just the Waffle House one? So the the one that our league did recently this year was golf related not the not my not the best one that i've seen some of them i see on the internet and they just crack me up um but the, the one that our league did last year was last place had to golf full 18 holes in a lpga outfit so <laughs> it but i mean the the photo evidence is is gold shout out to cody and here's the funny thing a couple of the other guys went out to join him he kicked the shit out of them <laughs> in a in a dress and just, oh, that's great! I mean, he was out there just—he uh, was having a having a, a damn good day out of, on the course. But that's the secret. Um, yeah, I guess I, I told him I was like, dude, you should never. Or a lot of people were saying like, don't ever, <laughs> don't ever play golf without wearing that. I mean, obviously that that's gonna work now. But yeah. uh, one of my other favorites that I love is the uh, like uh, from a from a musician's perspective, I think this is hilarious and just so shameful. But the playing the recorder on the street corner and like having to make a hundred oh. bucks in tips before you. Oh no. The hundred dollars yeah. in tips makes yeah. that really. I've brutal. seen somewhere it's like 20 bucks, but like people carry twenties around, you know? Um, and I feel like, I, I feel like personally, like if you are on like the street corner and you do something like that and you write a sign that says, Hey, I finished last in my fantasy football league. Can you help me make it? To, I, I feel like that's cheating. I feel like you should just have to go out there and sit on the corner and fucking play hot cross buns for four hours and see what you can make yeah, happen. Your sign should have to say like uh, funds to record my next album. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, God, this guy sucks, dude. Yeah. The, oh, man, but I kind of want to see that album be made. Maybe that'll give you more tips though. Uh, I've seen the local enter a local bodybuilding competition too, which has been kicked around oh in our league. God, and that's, that's so like, funny. That that I would be oh my god so I, I don't know if I'd ever I would never come back from that emotionally it would be That's terrible tough. that is tough okay uh awesome well I think we are we are definitely getting up on time here um I don't know if you got the notice to do this uh, Josh but uh, last year every week of the season we basically did our top dogs uh where basically we just do positionally qb running back wide receiver tight end who we think will be the number one at their position every week uh you don't have to give yours if you don't have prepared that's totally fine but i think we will end the show going through ours and then give you one last chance to to tell everyone you know where to find your your music and uh 
we'll we'll kind of cap it off there. Yeah, I I, I did not prepare uh, for that. I'm sorry about that, but I will be no listening worries. and taking notes for sure. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get started with QBs. Uh, I will say mine right now uh, because it made Mike really really mad, and he tried to change the show doc a bunch, and I, <laughs> I didn't allow that to happen. Uh, it it stayed, and it is Justin Herbert. Mike, you're not intimidating me. I'm I'm the furthest away from you I could possibly be in the United States of America. I'm getting on uh, a plane in an hour. Oh, uh, uh, me too. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I mean, Justin Herbert goes against the Dolphins. I just think it'll be a super high-scoring game. Uh, so I, I put him there. I, I like his chances to finish number one overall. Uh, and yeah, uh, Eric, you want to go ahead and go with yours? Mm-hmm. Uh, my QB one for this week is going to be the prince that was promised, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he's going up against Houston, who was absolute booty cheeks last year and was a Hail Mary two-point conversion away from being the number one overall pick. I don't he's playing know. The Colts. He's, he's playing the Colts, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry, the Colts. You're right. I'm, I'm e- easy to get those two confused. I mean, they're both – Same division. You know, yeah, they both have – They NFL. both have quarterbacks. It's fine. Um uh, but the Colts have nothing, and Trevor Lawrence is going to put up a ton of points. And I've already I just got a stress up. headache. You know, well, the OG FF Mike Cash did say it. So, anyway, but now he uh, Colts are bad. Trevor Lawrence is good. That's my analysis because now my train of thoughts. Perfect, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with uh, Homer Bias and going with Jalen Hurts. Uh, playing New England, honestly, oh, I, I think I, I think that offense is bad, and I think the Eagles' defense is good, and I think that's going to put Jalen Hurts in a lot of positive fuel position situations, and he's going to be able to get a lot of touchdowns because of it. Okay, and Mike, I went with the other side of the field in the uh, Herbert Tua showdown. I went with Tua Tagovailoa. I just he's had a couple of quarterback one spike weeks last year, and I think if there's a defense he's going to do it against, it's the Chargers in a big shootout game in the first week of the season. So let's see it. Big shootout. I love it. I love it. Yeah, every every time you get a chance to put two in, you should before he breaks, right? Uh, okay, moving on to the running backs. Uh, I had Austin Eckler to stack with Justin Herbert. Um, I just see it, like I said, as a high-powered, uh, high-offense game. And, yeah, let's get over 100 yards and a couple tutties for Austin Eckler via Justin Herbert uh, to stack on top of Herbert's six touchdowns and 600 yards. Uh, <laughs> Eric? I had to double-check the team to make sure this time because I'm not going off memory after that. <laughs> um, I got a Mr. Bijan Robinson because it is the Falcons wow. versus the Panthers, and I think the Panthers are not good. And I think they're going to show off their shiny new toy and just let Bijan run loose. And I'm not a huge Desmond Ritter fan. And the more that they can run it, I think they're going to try to. I know Arthur Smith wants to run. So I am a big fan of Bijan this week. The, the community, I think, would erupt if Bijan Robinson, rookie, week one, is also the RB1 in fantasy. Like, oh my goodness. Real so quick. much, so many biases confirmed. If he does that in his RB1 week one, how much do you think you can trade him for? I, there's not a number, right? Like, you just take someone's team? At that point, right? Okay. All right. Uh, Evan? Yeah, so I went with Nick Chubb 
this week uh, going against Cincinnati. Uh, frankly, I think Burrow's going to be a little limpy uh, on his leg, and I think that's going to cause them to not do as well. And I think that Cleveland is a sneaky push for this game, and I think they're going to run, 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 limit Burrow's touches on the ball, limit the ball going into that offense's hands, and I think Nick Chubb goes for 25 rushes for 130 yards. All right. Yep. Got to love some Nick Chubb uh, and Mike. So the Texans play the Ravens this week. For those of you that didn't know, uh, the, the <laughs> Texans gave up the most rushing yards allowed in the league last year, and they didn't do a lot to address the defense other than, you know, Will Anderson, amazing pass rusher. He had, he'd have to be a Superman to fix this defense by himself. So I'm going to go with JK Dobbins, who already averages over five yards to carry is on an explosive offense is easy because he's going against the Texans. So I think I might just pick whoever's playing the Texans every week. <laughs> every <Sarah> week. <laughs> That's solid. Uh, I think we were doing a little bit of that. When are we doing that a little bit last year? I forgot what team it was, but we just kept dogging. It was probably the Texans again. It might it but, might have been, actually, yeah, now that you say it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the Seahawks were also actually in there because they were a historically bad run defense. So every time there's a team with a decent running back yeah. against the Seahawks, we were like, yeah, that guy. Evan, what like, you got? Do, do, do you think that the Texans are the worst run defense in the NFL? Again? Yeah. Oh, God. I think they're going to be pretty freaking close. Do you think mm. they're going to be worse than the Rams? Mm, do the Rams trade Aaron Donald? I, Not yet. That's the question. <laughs> if the Rams trade Aaron Donald, it's the Rams. But if they don't, but we but we don't know. And uh, well, oh, you want you want to like do a, another water bet? You're going you're going one on one Rams Texans run defense. Yeah, rushing, like rushing yards at the end of the season. I like it. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Okay. So if the Texans are worse than the Rams, I win. Okay, cool. It it is interesting because the Rams do have Aaron Donald. Obviously, he is a spoken for all time great, you know, Hall of Famer guy. Will Anderson should also be really, really, really good, right? So like, there is like a little bit yeah. of a comparison over there where they have they have the one guy, and that's Just it. <laughs> a quick quick question: Did those two players, let's say, adding Will Anderson and subtracting Aaron Donald, does that equal a thousand yards of rushing? Because that's the difference <laughs> between them last year. <laughs> The math, the math checks out. <laughs> no, but D'Amico Ryan's. He was there. Oh well, no, he wasn't. But all right, all right. we'll see. Yeah, we'll I see. see. I see. Okay. Uh, we got to we got to move forward here. But uh, I like it. I, I like the uh, the J.K. Dobbins pick for sure. Um, all right, let's take it into wide receivers. Uh, I took J. Jeff. I'm sorry. I know he's going against the Bucks. I'm really sorry, Josh. But I think J. Jeff uh, puts it on you guys coming out the gate week one. That would have been my pick. So yeah. That's I think that's pretty clear. Like I know, I mean, they still have uh uh who's your like you guys have a pretty good cornerback that I can't remember his name, but it's it's pretty decent. Uh da, 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 da. lost on uh, you, you have you have Stingley. Um uh, and uh you know I think he's he's pretty good, but I just think uh what are you giving me a face for? Stingley's pretty good. Stingley Ooh, plays for the Texans. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was looking at the wrong depth chart. Uh, who's Holy the guy I'm thinking Earth. of, Evan? You, you you have him on the top of your head, right, Evan? Who am I thinking of? The Bucks have that one good CB. No, they do not. <laughs> they do too. Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis. Yeah. Uh, J- Jameel Dean. 
Oh, yeah. Is he good? I think good's a stretch there, big dog. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to look at his rating, but I, I saw some clips of him last year that were. I mean, he, he plays good. corner better than any of us do, but yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> I I will. Okay, that's that's fair enough. Uh, anyway, that's all suffice to say that yeah, J Jeff is better than anything they have, so I think he will put it on. So uh, moving on to Eric. So this kind of just stacks with my Trevor Lawrence being QB1 this week that I think Calvin Ridley's going to go off and be wide receiver one this week. And I feel like that's really, really bold, but I'm just going to put myself out there and do that. Um, with the Colts trading Stefan Gilmore to the Cowboys, I don't think they have much there. I don't trust their defense, and I think Calvin Ridley can put up a bunch. All right. Uh, that that's a that is a stack to have. I will say that, uh, Evan. Yeah, so uh, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be my go-to. Uh, I think it's thirteen plus targets this week, and I think that leads to over a hundred yards. So hopefully that works out. All right, uh, Jamel Dean is a top ten corner, by the way, just like everywhere, you know. So just saying. Uh, Mike, what about yours? Uh, so my top five corners are no. Uh, so my wide receiver would be Tyreek Hill to stack with Tua because I just think that they're gonna, you know, if Tua was gonna be number one, it's because either Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle is close to number one. So I'll t- I'll take the swing on the shootout, see how it goes. I feel good about it. He's gonna top two thousand yards this year according to him. So. I do like that we are uh, we are taking stacks. Uh, that 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 seemed to be a winning uh, move for e- Evan, who won our Top Dogs uh, showdown last year. Uh, okay, and then finally we go to the tight ends. Uh, I took I took Darren Waller, who I have mentioned in the past that I really really like. Uh, he gets a, a pretty nice little uh, Week One showdown with the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. And I think that Daniel Jones is going to show us all what we have already sort of assumed that Darren Waller will be his number one target and will sort of return to his couple of years ago form where he was in the conversation of Kelsey, Andrews, and Waller. Uh, so I, I like Waller that week one matchup. Kind of in the same vein uh, as, as you, Mike, uh, getting Tua is let's take Darren Waller while he is not broken and just uh, call it good. So uh, that's mine. Uh, Eric, what about you? Uh, for me, it is going to be the Ravens' Mark Andrews. I mean, it's Mark Andrews. If Travis Kelsey's not playing, is there anybody you want more than Mark Andrews? I, I know he's showed up on the injury list, but I think he's going to play. Um, I'm feeling good about it. And until Lamar gets some of that rapport with his wide receivers, I still think he's going to look at Andrews, and I think this might be one of Andrews' biggest games this season. Okay. Uh, Evan? Yeah, so uh, I was kind of rushing in the show notes and did not realize that you also took Waller. Uh, so I'm going to audible here and call an audible real quick and go with Evan Ingram. Why? Okay. Uh, because Shaq Leonard is already questionable. So if Shaq doesn't play, uh, who's going to guard Evan Ingram? All right, fair, fair enough. Uh, and what about you, Mike? I'm back. I'm hooked. I'm ready. Oh, no. Kyle Edward Patrick Pitts the fourth. <laughs> He's going for 150 yards, two touchdowns, 
and Desmond Ritter's only passing for 180 and two touchdowns. All right. I'm all in. <laughs> I'm ready to be hurt again. <laughs> Kyle Pitts gets two rushing touchdowns as the fullback. No, I, I think it's a plus matchup against the Panthers. I think he's, he can do yeah. some serious damage down the seams. They don't have a strong lineback core, but yeah, I mean, it's really, I didn't want to pick Kelsey. And then after I didn't want to pick Andrews cause I like him better next week. So I'm like gaming the game a little. So how, how Pitts has to be better than last year, right? God, the quarterback, the situation has to be better, right? We're going to, we're going to say it's going to be 2029 and we're going to be like, this is Kyle Pitts's year. It has yeah. to be better. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has well, to be better than Tom most, Brady at 50. <laughs> most tight ends break out in their seventh season. So we're all in on 29 year old tight ends on their seventh quarterback. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, those are, those are our top dogs. Uh, and we shall uh, recap next week and see where we're at. But that that sort of takes it to the end of our show. Uh, Josh, do you want to do one last shout out for uh, your your music, uh, where where people can find you, that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, first of all, man, thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. I appreciate it. I'll be uh, I'll be keeping track of the water bets and and listening in throughout the season for hot takes and hot tips. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just appreciate it. Anything uh, anything music related, you can find social media. It's just Josh Plummer Music. Um, and then uh, I guess that's really it. We got a couple eps three eps on spotify if you want to give it a listen or throw it on a playlist and go to sleep and hit the whatever loop around button and just you know 250 plays i think it's me a dollar so let it rip <laughs> okay so okay. Uh, heck yeah that's all i got man i i just uh, i appreciate it and i'll uh, i'll let you guys know how my team is doing and um i'm de- i definitely took some notes and have a uh, few guys on the watch list thanks to you so i appreciate it course yeah let us know uh maybe we can do like a mid-season check-in see how you're doing and uh maybe suggest some some trades to try to uh help your team out if you need it uh, if yeah, you're going yeah. you know six and oh then maybe you don't need us and you're good from the start <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I i definitely appreciate that yeah of course all right well uh that that is the end of the show thank you uh to anyone that checked us out uh we certainly appreciate it uh if you haven't subscribed to our youtube this is where the show is coming out first and foremost, guys. We release the podcast audio only a day later uh, if you're into that kind of thing. But if you want to uh, subscribe and like our videos and, and tune into the live stream, we, we greatly appreciate any of the support that you guys can give us. Uh, with that, have a great night. Till next time. Let's watch some football, guys. Thursday, let's go. Two days till football, baby. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Man.